0: Are you ready to, hustle? I need
1: to hustle, hustle?
0: Welcome to The Hustle with Justin Harrison, the ultimate podcast for money, motivation and inspiration.
1: So in this season of The Hustle, we are focusing in on small business development, entrepreneurship and of course, helping people grow out their businesses. And today I'm joined by Brad, who's got some very good questions about his own business and his business journey. Brad, let's start with quickly, what is it that you do, and then lead us into your first question. Cool. Thanks, Justin. Uh, I guess I'm what you'd call a solopreneur. I'm in the media space.
0: I'm a, a radio guy, but you know, radio only falls into a few hours of the day, uh, and I'm a professional voiceover artist. I spend time with up-and-coming radio presenters. I'm a, a radio presenter trainer. I work with uh, media spokespeople and executives in the area of preparing them for media readiness, so radio podcasts like what you're doing and you and I are doing here. TV interviews and the like, and um, so it's kind of a little bit of lots of things in the media space, but, but my, my biggest issue is, is marketing, and uh, my budget for marketing is pretty much non-existent, but it's really tricky to know how to get word out there, I mean, what do
1: you focus on, uh, how do I market myself in the space that I'm in? so look it's a great question and i work with a lot of radio presenters myself and i've i've been helping them reposition themselves and their portfolios and i think the first thing we need to get over is this concept that you need to have money to market in fact i would say you're at an incredible advantage if you have no budget now the reason why i say this is most people or personalities in your space that have money will typically employ an agency to do the work. And the problem is they don't always know how to land the message. They don't always know how to target the right person. I always say if you're starting out on your own and you literally have no resources, this is the greatest position to be in because you're going to force yourself to become really creative about your marketing. Now, in your guy's space, you already have a layer of credibility because you're on radio, because you've got some history, you've already got the credibility factor. What you don't have is a lot of people knowing who you are beyond your radio show. And I think that's really where you need to focus your time and your energy. There is no greater space right now than social media. You should be doing a lot of stuff on social media. In fact, you should be posting at least four to five times a day across the social media platform, starting with TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Those should be your three key areas of focus. If you're potentially going to do long format, which is anything sort of over a minute, you should be looking at YouTube. But I would recommend reels uh, below 60 seconds. And then, of course, it's about figuring out what content to put out. And <laughs> we've all seen these cringe-worthy social media posts where a company comes on and goes, Hi, I'm Brad, and I'm a voiceover artist. That's not what you want to do. You want to be focusing on telling stories about your industry. You want to focus about maybe interviewing the personalities that you work with. You want to focus about how do I bring a story To social media but at the same time position myself and literally your positioning is all about your bio and it's about making sure the last two seconds of your video literally tells people what it is that you do and it's about as getting as many eyeballs on what it is that you do as possible and don't just focus on the voiceover stuff focus on the story that got you there focus on the behind the scenes stuff at the radio station people love this sort of thing and it is about growing profile just like you've done on radio but it's about doing it in social media and this costs you nothing don't give it out to an agency don't give it out to a social media person you need to pick up your phone this device is the most incredible device. It allows you to compete with Fortune 500 companies and the biggest corporates in the world. And literally, you have the power in your hands.
0: Push in the right direction. Uh, thanks so much, Justin. Uh, can I give you my next question? Yeah, please. Go for it. Um, yeah. At the moment, I'm in kind of money for time. I take all my time to make the money. So I've been thinking a lot about passive income.
1: What are some of the passive income generation options that I could have in a business like mine? So look, I think you're, again, in a great space, but I do need to point out that AI is coming and AI is probably going to eliminate a lot of voiceover artists in the industry space. If you have a look at what's happening with AI, the advancements are literally building week by week. It's incredible what's being done. So I would say you need to focus on how do you, how do you generate a body of work? that you can get paid for on repeat by doing that body of work once off. There's a couple of ideas we can throw around. But the first thing I want to point out is ultimately for a business to be successful, especially if you're a sole entrepreneur, you have to have something that brings in repetitive income without you having to keep producing that body of work. So you want to figure out how do you do a really good body of work and then get paid on repeat for it. So it is really about figuring out how do you get to the... I want to almost say passive income, but it's not the correct term because passive income... I think there's another direction to go with this. But in terms of your body of work, you need to figure out what work do I choose that I can get paid for on repeat by producing a massive amount of work. So there's a couple of things to look at. Maybe you've looked at it before, but these are the things I would be looking at. Narration. Narration is a really great way to get tied into royalties. And obviously, if you can do any sort of work in the translation space, that would be also really strong So look at the things that AI potentially can't do, something where you can bring your personality to it, tell stories, maybe it's a documentary, you know, maybe you're doing voiceovers for something very niche and very specific. We always say the riches are in the niches. So you need to figure out how to niche down and focus on the niche. The other thing I would say is figure out how you can do stuff that potentially earns you royalties. And so Here's what I'm going to suggest. And it's a crazy idea, which most people in your space would never take the risk on. But figure out if you can do work and rather than taking upfront payment, get equity. So if you've got a, if there's a new business that's launching or a startup that's launching, maybe take a certain amount of your time, maybe 10 or 15% of your time and do all their voiceover work, do all their presenting work, do all that sort of thing. But say in return, I want equity. And so this is a way to make sure that you do the work up front, do the work once off and earn on repeat. The other thing I would say that is goes without saying is that you should be focusing on podcasting. If you don't have a podcast and you're a voiceover artist, figure out what you can create content on. And I would always say, start with what's really close to home, talk about your journey as a, as a solo artist, talk about your, your journey as a voiceover artist, talk about some of the challenges you have, because you'll be surprised how many people in your space are experiencing the exact same problems that you're experiencing. And you don't have to be the expert. You can just be the person who literally leads the industry or leads your fellow people in a certain direction. Tell your story, tell your journey. And podcasting today is accessible to everyone. You already have the radio credibility which gives it that extra boost. And then obviously it's about getting advertising your in at some point. But my thing with podcasting is, and I think this is true for anybody of work online, get the audience first, get the following first. And then obviously you can, you can commoditize it and monetize it. And that's really where I'd be focusing most of my time. If I were you, you have the toolkit. You, I mean, you've got an incredible voice. I've listened to your stuff. Your adverts are amazing, but you're not doing it for yourself. You're literally making everybody else wealthy. You need to be doing it for yourself.
0: Wow. Thanks so much, Justin. Goodness. <laughs> this is magic. <laughs> really? Wow. Um, okay. Okay. I- Uh, Let's go back to the the, the stuff I mentioned in the first question about sort of being on my own and and having so many little things that I'm doing, but nothing comes in consistently. You know how it goes in the space, a little bit of this and then one month is a little bit of that and then a lot of that and uh, everything's so inconsistent. Uh, Is it okay to be so diversified or do I need to focus, laser focus in on more things, just one or two specifics?
1: You know, again, my advice here is going to come from 25 years of hard-fought business experience, having started out as a solo entrepreneur, grown my businesses, taken on staff, built projects out, grown 109 companies. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And if there's one thing I would correct, is not diversifying too much. And this goes against all the advice that you're going to get. Everybody says diversification, diversification. Yes, you do need some diversity, but you know if if you take on too many things at once, you never become really good at the one thing and also if you 're not focusing on one specific area you 're not focusing on where the opportunities are constantly uh, you know Conor McGregor has a great quote about becoming successful he says you 've got to be a bit far gone you've you 've got to be so obsessed that it 's actually not within the realm of normality, and this is really what it takes to become successful so I would say niche down. Everybody tries to go too broad. Figure out what your niche is because you do have a niche. You just don't know what it is yet. Figure out what your niche is and obsess about it and focus every bit of your energy on it. Because here's what people don't tell you about running a successful business. It is 80% marketing and 20% everything else. If you're spending 80% of your time on producing the product and you're not marketing it, and you only take 20% of your time to market it. You're only going to have 20% success. This is the way business works. So you've got to figure out how do I apply 80% of my time to marketing and getting myself out there. And part of that equation is not doing too many things, not having too many products, not having too many services. So find the ones that have made you the most amount of money, figure out what's going to be relevant in the next 10 to 15 years, and just absolutely drill down on that. And then spend 80% of your time on how do you market Brad Kirsten. How do we get Brad Kirsten out there? And the first thing you should do every day is post TikToks, Instagrams, and Facebooks. The last thing you should do every day, publish Facebooks, TikToks, and Instagrams, right? Because it is 80% marketing that is going to get you to your customers. And again, you need to think laterally. Don't Try and simply put yourself out there as an advertisement. You want to do the total opposite. You want to tell the stories of your industry. You want to talk about the challenges that you're experiencing. You want to talk about some of the successes that you've had. Tell those stories and get a group of people to get behind you and buy into your story. And everything else that you want will come organically. That's amazing. I'm just thinking
0: exactly based on what you said of how I came to know who you are and how I've been following you and how you do that 80% so well that... Your name is always out there. And whenever I'm on Instagram, Justin and Money Tribe pops up. You know, I know more about your family and where you like to buy your meat. You know, it's kind of crazy. So I'm, I'm kind of getting by following in what
1: you're doing. That's same kind of style. Well, Brad, you know, a lot of people have seen me rise to prominence on social media. But what they don't know is that there's a 25-year journey behind this. I've been in the online space creating online businesses for 25 years. I joined social media. It's officially this month, a year ago. I've got half a million people across social media following me, 1.1 million views. And I post every opportunity I get. In fact, at a bare minimum, I post six times a day. When I'm having a really good day, it's 10 to 15 posts. And people go, that's spam. You can't put out that amount of content. But you have to also remember, not every piece of content is going to get enjoyed and accepted by every member of your audience. You've got to create content not for your audience. You've got to create content for your audience as well as a new audience. So you've constantly got to be putting new content out there. And the way to grow is simply put out more content than anybody else. You have to, if you want to out-compete in your game, if you look at your competitors, the thing that's going to separate you from everybody else is how many people know your name. That's what it comes down to. How many people know your name? And there is a disconnect between radio and television and social media. Radio and television offer an incredible credibility layer but it doesn't drive customers. What drives customers is getting in front of people on this device. It's the most personal direct access device you're ever going to get in your life.
0: That's amazing. I, I, I'm filled with confidence here. But, but just a question for you on that, in case anyone else is pondering about what you've just told me, uh, do you have like a strategy? Do you sit down and say, this is my content creation plan? This is how I'm going to release it. And this is when I'm going to do it. I mean, is it that formal?
1: So because I'm very data-driven and I'm very analytical, I study my data and my analytics daily. And I know exactly when to publish, how to publish, what length of video to publish. I know more or less beforehand what's going to work and what's not going to work. But when I started, I didn't. It was purely about putting out volume of work. And so what I always say to everybody who's new to anything in the online space, whether it be podcasting, whether it be creating social reels or YouTube videos, do as many of those productions as quickly as possible. Forget about perfect. Worry about getting volume into the marketplace. And what you will find, the 10,000 hour rule kicks in. The moment you spend 10,000 hours on anything, you will figure out how to perfect it. And so I can give you a strategy, but it's going to be my strategy based on my content. You might find that for you, 30 second reels works better than a 45 second reel. You might find that mornings work better for you than afternoons. The bottom line is if you don't, put out 10 to 15 pieces of content at some point daily, you're not going to know what hits perfectly for your audience. So this is about go out there and do it, go out there and repetitively do it. I'm with you Uh, now
0: just to uh, join the money tribe guys and uh, get you to (laughs) light a fire under me as the accountability side. I think it is when you're on your own, you know, it's so easy to like, Oh, look a bird. Uh, and, And, you know, to stay focused as a, as a solo entrepreneur and to, Be goal driven and have your processes in place so you can continue to push, you know, when you don't have guys or girls around you.
1: So that's perhaps my last piece of advice for you, which is you must remember the greatest risk in terms of earning money in this world is being a solo entrepreneur it's actually better to work for somebody because when you work for somebody, you're guaranteed of a salary. When you're a solo entrepreneur, there's no guarantees, right? And so you have to focus on how do you bring in retained income consistently on a monthly basis. The thing that's gonna enable you to scale what you're doing and to grow what you're doing and potentially venture out into slightly different avenues is having that protection of reoccurring income. So your focus needs to be being on what products can I create? that are going to bring me consistent, reoccurring revenue. And instead of going for that 10 or that 20 or that 40 grand deal, focusing on how can I go for the next two grand a month deal, the next one grand a month deal, rather build many of those up then continuing to go for what I like to refer to as piecemeal work. Because at the end of the day, you're literally going to be chasing new customer, new customer, new customer, new opportunity all the time. And what you want to be doing is you want to be stacking. You want to be building revenue on top of revenue. So I really hope this, uh, this guides you. And uh, I look forward to watching your personal journey unfold.
0: Thanks, Justin. This has been gold. I'm so grateful for your
1: expertise and your time. Wow. If you found value from this episode of The Hustle, be sure to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, depending on your platform. And remember, hustle makes muscle. Stay motivated by
0: The Hustle. Talkers talk, but hustlers hustle. Find more episodes at ecr.co.za or your favorite podcast app.